want to begin a new study and I don't believe I've done anything like this since being here over the last nine years. I predominantly love going through the books of the Bible. But it's pressed upon me that we need to do this on occasion. And that is go through the articles of faith. What we as Grace Baptist Church believe. We believe the Word of God. If it's in here, we ought to believe it and we ought to practice it. But because there are so many different religious organizations today which proclaim to take the Bible as their guide, to preach the Bible, and some even would go so far as to say to practice the Bible, but yet they differ with us in beliefs, in doctrine, in practice. And I'll say this, we both can't be right. But because there are so many, because they do differ with us, it is needful for our churches, and I don't know of one that doesn't have a list of articles of faith. It simply said our doctrine that is set forth, it is not all the teachings, the Word of God, for if we did, we'd have something as large as this. But they are, shall we say, core, fundamental doctrine. They are that which set us apart from other religious organizations. Not that those religious organizations would not agree with us on some of these that we'll be covering. But they will not agree with us on all of these articles of faith that we have 
listed in our statement. Also, it is needful for us to have this guide so that not only we, but anyone who the Lord adds to this assembly knows what it is that we believe. And from time to time, you will get Governmental powers, uh, powers outside of the church that will ask for a list of our articles of faith. So we have these articles of faith and I felt it's needful for us to go on. The first one is the true God. What do we believe about the true God? Well, we believe that there is one, only one. And he is alive. And he is the true God. Yes, he is alive. Which is a distinction from those idols which were made of hand, made of wood and of stone. They were God, they were things of man's creation that they worshipped, but did not live. Even the sun, the moon, and the stars, the constellations that man has worshipped and still worships today cannot be said of any of them that they are a living being. They are living. They are sustained. And they continue. They continue at the word of God. Mouth. He upholds. He sustains them all. But God is one. He is living. And he is the true God. Turn with me to the book of Deuteronomy, chapter 4. Book of Deuteronomy in chapter 4. And in verse 35, we read these words to Israel. Unto thee it was showed that thou mightest know that the Lord, Jehovah, he is God. Jehovah is a 
a term is a name of, of God, the one and true God. It is a name that says he is or he lives. He is. It's the same right there with I am, I am. When he told Moses, you tell the people that I, I am that I am have sent you. That thou mightest know that the Lord, that Jehovah, he is God. There is none else beside him. There is no other God. <laughs> There is no one, there is no other God of man's figment of his imagination or of his creation that, that can compare to God. He is God. He is the true God. He is the living God. And he is the only one. Turn with me to the well, you don't have to turn, turn there. You can. You're only a couple pages away from it. Deuteronomy chapter 6 and verse 4. Verse that maybe we all know and should all know. Hear, O Israel. Deuteronomy 6, 4. The Lord our God is one Lord. The Jehovah, our God, is one Jehovah, one God. And there is none else. We have this for us in the book of Isaiah in chapter 43. The book of Isaiah chapter 43 and verse 10. Ye are my witnesses, saith the Lord, and my servant whom I have chosen, that ye might know that ye may know and believe me and understand that I am he before me there was no God formed, neither shall there be after me. I even I am the Lord, and beside me there is no Savior. He, he is the only God, He is the only true God, and He is the only one that is able to save fallen man, sinful man, wicked man from their sins. He is the Lord God. Chapter 44, 6, says this, Thus saith the Lord, King of Israel, and his Redeemer, the Lord of hosts, I am the first, and I am the last, and beside me there is God. This, this is simply a statement of his eternality. I, I always was, have been, and I always 
will be, is what he's saying here. That's our God. This is the true God. Do you know the true God? Do you bow before the one and true God? Turn with me to the book of 1 Corinthians. 1 Corinthians in chapter 8. And look with me at verse 4. As concerning, therefore, the eating of those things that are offered in sacrifice unto idols, false gods, small g, we know that an idol is nothing. He's nothing in the world. And that there is none other God but one. We know that idols are nothing in the world. They can't do they can't do a thing. They can't they can't help you. Yet men have called unto their idols for aid and for help. They put their trust in idols false gods but we know they can't do a thing in this world there's only one that we can turn to there's only one God that you can turn to for help and expect him to help. and that is our God who is one God and there is God. Ephesians chapter 4 and verse 6. Studied just a, a while ago. The apostle Paul writing to the Ephesians there said, One God and Father of all, who is above all and through all and in you all. One, one God, one creator God who who at all and by him it all sustains we we live and move and have our being because of God and at any moment he can cut us off as it pleases him this is our God (laughs) He's one. There's no other God like unto him. He's it. One. God. And Father of all. He's the creator of all men. Men today don't like to admit that. They want to deny that. What do you think evolution is about? <laughs> we, were, we were talking about this in, in the, just the other day. Uh, subject come up talking with my son. And he said, Dad, he said, 
when I was in school, he said evolution was taught as a theory, and creation was taught as a theory. He said now, creation is not even mentioned, and evolution is not taught as a theory anymore. Evolution is the fact. That does away with, evolution does away with the creator God, the father of all. You understand that, don't you? And you see what the world has done, what, what sinful fallen man has done? Because they don't want to admit God. We went back to, and I know it's ancient, ancient ago, brother and sister, Ewans and Usans are ancient. And the wife said something had not even been taught in the school when we went to school, where we went to school. I said, but, but Satan was subtle. Remember in school, learning about the caveman, the prehistoric man? What was that? That was a leading us into evolution. Even way back then, 70 years ago. Amazing. Satan, Satan is subtle. He, see, he knows he can't, he can't come in and just throw these things at us all at once. <laughs> it has to be little bit by little bit by little bit by little bit. But we, we say... We believe in the true God, the one God, true God, who is father of us all. Flip, uh, no, First Timothy chapter 2 and verse 5 says, For there is one God. <laughs> one God. In fact, a statement from God's Word, from the Scriptures. We believe the Scriptures. We believe the Word of God. We believe the Bible. For there is one God and one mediator between God and men, the man Christ Jesus. There is one God. And father of us all. Well, the statement goes on to say not only that we believe that there is one and only one and true God, but that He is infinite. What's the infinite mean? Without limit. There's no limit to Him as God, there's no numbering of Him. He's without limit. Turn with me to the book of Psalms. The book of Psalms in chapter 40. And verse 5. Psalms 40 and verse 5. Many 
O Lord my God, are thy wonderful works, which thou hast done, and thy thoughts, which are to usward, they cannot be reckoned up in order unto thee, if I would declare and speak of them, they are more than can be numbered. And you can't number God. He's without limit. That is one profession. Psalms 139 gives us this concerning his infinite Psalms 139 and verse 7 I'm going to read five or six verses here pay attention to what these statements are whither shall I go from thy spirit or whither shall I flee from thy presence? <laughs> if I ascend up into heaven, thou art there. If I make my bed in hell, in the grave, behold, thou art there. If I take the wings of the morning and dwell in the uttermost parts of the sea, even there shall thy lead me and thy right hand shall hold me if I say surely the darkness shall cover me even the night shall be light about me yea the darkness hideth not from thee but the night shineth as the day the darkness and the light are both a light to thee. That's our God. There's no way you can go and escape God. He's there. He's everywhere. He's, he's in everything. He fills everything. God is there. Darkness and light are like unto him. Think about it. He created them both. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. And there was darkness over the whole earth, over the face of the deep. He created it. But then he dispelled the, the darkness by creating light. He set a divide between the two. That's our God. Without, without limit. Psalms 107 verse 5 says, Great or large in magnitude. Great is our Lord and of great power. His understanding, his understanding is infinite. There's no limit to to his understanding. He knows it all. You can 
sat down with me and you could begin to ask me questions and it wouldn't take you long but I, I don't know a whole lot but not God God knows knows it all and he even knows what I don't know he even knows what you don't know he even knows what the br most brilliant scientists that we that we have on the face of the earth and you just think of all the the knowledge that God has allowed them to amass to themselves but yet there's things that even them and their minds don't know yet haven't discovered yet where'd it come from How's it, how's it exist? How's it there? Our all-wise and infinite God created it all. He knows all about it. It's a work of His hands. Isaiah. The book of Isaiah. Chapter 40. In verse 28. Hast thou not known? Hast thou not heard that the everlasting God, the Lord, Jehovah, the creator of the ends of the earth, fainteth not, neither is weary, there is no searching of his understanding. You can't search him out. You can't search him out to completely and fully know and understand everything about him. That's why I've come to the realization over the years that, that concerning God, what are we going to be doing in eternity? We're going to be learning. We're going to be learning for an eternity about our God. That's how vast He is. And we're going to be learning about Him. And there's going to be no end to our learning of Him because there is no end, no limit to our God. That just, that blows the mind, doesn't it? It just, it just amazes us. And then our, one of our favorite passages of scriptures that, that we love found in the book of Romans chapter 11, verse 33. Oh, the depth of the riches, both of the wisdom and knowledge of God. How unsearchable. How unsearchable. You can't search them out. His judgments and his ways past finding out. You can't search out his judgments and you cannot know all of his ways. There's some things. <laughs> there's not some things. There's a lot of things when it comes to this book. I just have to, have to it says it. I believe it. 
Don't ask me to explain it. I can't explain it. That's God. You see, that's our God. What a magnificent God we have. So, not only is He a true and living God, and intelligent, and infinite, He's intelligent. <laughs> well, we've already gathered that, haven't we? He's intelligent. If He's a creator, and He is, then He must be pretty intelligent, huh? If He's the creator. Turn with me to the book of Acts. Of Acts in chapter 15. And look with me at verse 18. Notice the first verse, first word in this verse. Verse 18 of chapter 15 of Acts. Known. <laughs> that goes to the intellect. That goes to knowledge. That goes to understanding. Known unto God are all His works. We just read how the, that his judgments and, and his understanding and his ways are, are past finding out. We can't find them out. We can't know them. But knowing of God are all his works. All that he has purposed to do and all that he has done at this point and all that he is going to do? They're all known to him. There's a lot of things that we question. For we, we don't know fully, but God knows. God knows. Known unto God are all his ways from the beginning of the world. From, from the very beginning. <laughs> Listen. You've come to understand that God exists. And before the beginning, what was the beginning? When it talks about the beginning, what is it talking about the beginning of? Is it talking about the beginning of God? No, God, God's eternal. God was there. We've, we've read Scripture. We've seen Scripture. God is forever. Well, when it talks about beginning, what is it talking about beginning? It's talking about our beginning. The beginning of the heaven and the earth and these things that are therein and, and our beginning. The beginning of, of man. <laughs> Known unto God are all those works. All, everything that went in to creation. And you understand God, God's creation, God took, there, it, it, there was nothing. Oh, Man could only see this. Man who, who promotes that, that there was a big explosion. Well, that's, there was a mass of some sort that was there, however big or however small it was. It had to have been something there for it to have an explosion. 
Lo and behold, there's the heavens and earth and, and all this stuff that's in them. No, God, there was nothing. And God took nothing and created something. Wow. You and I can't do that. Mike likes to make things. But he has to take something that already exists in order to make something. I have to take something that already exists in order to make something. I didn't. There was nothing. And he simply spoke it into existence by the word of his power. Chapter 17 of the book of Acts. We was here Wednesday night, and just to fill you in, I don't know I, I mean, I looked right over it Wednesday night. I, I wanted that statement in verse 30. But God, but now command all men everywhere to repent. And it was right there in verse 30 all the time. That's where I thought it was, and I looked at it, and I didn't see it, but it was there. But I want, today I want verse 24. Beginning with verse 24. that made the world and all things therein, seeing that He is Lord of heaven and earth, dwelleth not in temples made with hands, neither is worshipped with men's hands as though He needed anything, seeing He giveth to all life and breath and all things, and hath made of one blood all nations of men for to dwell on all the face of the earth, and hath determined the times before appointed and the bounds of their habitations. Wow! <laughs> what an all-knowing God. What an all-wise God to be able to do all that made of one blood. Adam and Eve. Adam. Created in the image of God. And from Adam, he made Eve. For Adam. And from them came all the nations that we have in the world today. Wow. Isn't that something? Now that, he determined the times. He determined the times that those nations were going to come into existence. And there have been some nations that have been gone out of existence because they've been swallowed up by other people or whatever. And he determined the times of that. Not only did he de determine their times and, and, and the time of my salvation, the time of your salvation... But he determined the boundaries, the boundaries of these countries. They were set by God from before the foundation of the world. The boundaries today are set by God. And that which shall be from this time forward are set by God. Wow. As I said, what an all-wise... Intelligent 
God. Isaiah chapter 46. And verse 9. Isaiah 46 and verse 9. Remember the former things of old, for I am God, and there is none else. I am God, and there is none like me, declaring the end from the beginning. He set the beginning, and he, he knows the end. He's declared the end. He's decreed the end. Do you know the end? No. We know there is coming a time. We know there is coming an end to the world as we know it now. We don't know when that is. <laughs> but God has decreed it. He has determined it. I'm in verse 10, aren't I? Declaring the end from the beginning and from ancient times, the things that are not yet done. <laughs> Those things that are not yet done? You know, there, there's quite a few things I read about in this book. They haven't come to pass yet. But God decreed it. God declared it. Right? in his word you can read about it but the intelligent men of our day say this is foolishness well they're the fool because they've declared there is no God there's no God that they have to give an account to that they have to give an answer to. But they shall see, they shall find out. The ancient time, the things that are not yet done, saying, My counsel shall stand, and I will do all my pleasure. I will do all my will. I will all that I have decreed, all that I have declared, all that I have determined to do, I will do. Pretty intelligent, isn't he? All wise. Knowing God. Our God is sovereign. We just finished up last week in Sunday school, the fourth chapter of the book of Daniel, one of our favorite passages to go to to the sovereignty of God. Ask Nebuchadnezzar. When you get when you get to heaven, ask Nebuchadnezzar if God's sovereign. Well you won't have to. You know he's sovereign. <laughs> you know he's sovereign by then. But Nebuchadnezzar declared that God's sovereign. God is 
as he pleases in heaven and in earth. And those that are pro, pro, full of pride, he's able to abase. He's able to bring low. Psalms 135 and verse 6 says, Whatsoever the Lord pleased, that did he in heaven and in earth, in the sea, in all deep places. Well, we're going to quit.